The Adventures of Frank Race, starring Tom Collins. The war changed many things, the face of the earth and the people on it. Before the war, Frank Race worked as an attorney, but he traded his law books for the cloak and dagger of the OSS. And when it was over, his former life was over, too. Adventure had become his business. The Adventures of Frank Race. And now we join Frank Race for The Adventure of the Talking Bullock. Jones Beach and the Portable Radio. That's the only logical escape from a sultry summer night in the breathless heat of a Manhattan apartment. Lying there on the sand with Mark Donovan, I took my comfort and solace from the radio via one of the classic Bible stations, which featured a fine pianist addicted to Beethoven. Look, I know it's hot enough for everybody to be dead, but we also got to listen to the funeral. Mark, there are times when I think you have no soul. And there are times when I think you've got no ears. Long hair stuff won't ever amount to anything. All you got to do is turn that little dial and get some real music. Cab Pellowit. You just touch that dial and I'll break your arm. Okay. If you don't want people to think you're a square, you better get... We interrupt you know... this program for a special news flash. Quite not. Too warm to be electrocuted. 
If I'm even warmer here, there's a dragnet out for you all over town. I'm not in it yet. You stop vegging near that desk. If you want to sit down, sit over there. Where I can watch you. Thanks for the hospitality, even if it is my own home. I want some information, Liz. Where's my wife going? I don't know. I haven't seen her since the trial. Now, she isn't singing any of the clubs around town, not any of the ones she used to play. I'll be checking them on the phone while I'm waiting for you. I got something to settle with that thing. I understand she plans to get married again, Blackie, after you're eliminated. Oh, I guess someone else. What are you, what are you doing me? You've been seen around with Walter Graham, the columnist who covered your trial. Bruce, that's it. That's why she spilled the story of that bank job to the yellow paper he works for. What's that? Don't get double that gun. It's only the phone. All right. I'm used to the sound. There's no phone service at that hotel up the river. All right. All right. That's it. Be careful. Hello. Hi, Ray. Yeah, no, Mark, what is it? I just want to let you know so you can sleep good, see? Ah, you don't have to worry about Blackie Martin. That's very interesting, Mark. <laughs> the cops have got the courthouse district bottled up tight, see? They're sure he's still in there someplace. Don't you worry, pal. Yes, see? Yes, thanks. I'm feeling a bit faint until you reassured me. Tell me, Mark, did you ever finish that mail-order course you were taking on hypnotism? I was just wondering if you could give me some instructions on how to hypnotize a man with a forty-five automatic in his hand. Oh. Well, you, you look right here. Are you on here, Rich? Hello. Hello. Hello, Rich. Hello. Tip you on the phone and he sandbagged me. Oh, brother. I wonder he didn't try to polish you off. That would have made it score three for the night. Three? Yeah. You mean there's been a second murder? Yeah, that's right. The farmer stick. Heard on the air driving over here. Put it again. Uh, nobody in the list. It's an old lady. Uh, Mrs. Chikowski or something like that. Scrub woman on the fourth floor of the courthouse. Found her in a broom closet. Shot. Just like Joe Stecky. Hmm. And she must have heard the shot in the judge's chambers and went into the investigation. Oh, she saw the killer in a hall and he knocked her off before she could raise a house. Hey, Mark, call one of the news commentators and find out where Mrs. Dukowski lived and if she had any family. Then you can drive me out there. What, Ray? She wasn't connected with the trial. She was just an innocent bystander who got it in the neck. I know, Mark. That's why I'm curious. Very curious. <laughs> Some people who die without reason. Mrs. Dukowski, the old scrub woman, had been one of them. Talking to her daughter wasn't easy. <laughs> but why? Why would anybody want to hurt my mother? She never hurt nobody. She was a good woman. I'm sorry, Mrs. Dukowski, but other people are in danger, too. I, I need your help to protect them. What can I tell you? What do you want to know? All about your mother. Who she knew, any friends, enemies, anything. Could she have enemies? She worked all night scrubbing in the courthouse ever since she came to this country. And 
daytime, she would sleep or stay around the house always. She had no friends at work? I don't know. Nobody who ever came here. I don't think so. Why not? She couldn't speak no English. She would always talk Polish at home. Oh, but you speak English well enough. My father brought me here when I was 12 years old. I'm not. She only came from the old country four months ago. Only four months ago? Huh? Yes. When my father died, I, I sent her his insurance money to come here. And she went to work in the courthouse. So there is all I know. <laughs> Naturally, your mother couldn't read or write? No. Not even in Poland. She had no education at all. <laughs> Why? Why did they let that man escape to kill my mother? <laughs> That's one of the answers I'm looking for, Mr. Cousin. Because I don't think Blackie Martin killed your mother. I don't think he's killed anybody. Yet. When you tell me that you don't think Blackie Martin has anything to do with the murders at the courthouse, well, don't make sense. Well, there are a lot of things about this case that don't make sense, right? But, Race, you always told me a murder's got to have a motive. Now, you tell me, tell me, who else had a motive for knocking off the judge? Answer that. I can't answer that at the moment. Right now, I want to make sure that all the possible victims are living. Oh. Oh, you, I made up a list of the names and addresses while you was in there. I'll take you to the places one by one. And uh, this house up the block should be our first stop. Mm-hmm. Who lives here? Uh, let me see. Timothy Aloysius O'Brien. He was the foreman of the jury. Come on in with me. The house is dark, right? It's uh, midnight. Just the same, O'Brien should go to the police and ask to be taken into protective custody until this is over. Hey, ring the bell. Yeah. Hmm. No sign of life. Maybe you already went to the cops. Well, let's make sure. All right. Hey, 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 they did it. Look. Light one on the back of the hall. Brian sleeps the deep sleep of the pure of heart, considering his place on a list of people who might never wake up again. Here he comes now. Now, what do you want? Well, my name is Ray. Blackie Martin's escaped from prison, and you may be in danger. I want you to go to the police station and stay there until he's caught. Can you walk me up for that? <laughs> Look at the face, want to protect me. Let him send a man over, and he can sleep on the doorstep. All right, Brian. I can't force you into it, but. Don't open the door so easily if anybody else should come calling tonight. I'll be so sound to see if I won't even hear him. And good night. Good night. Good night. night. (laughs) He's Irish. You'd better drive me to the precinct station house, Mark. I'll ask them to send a man over right away. Wish I knew where to find Blackie's wife, Lola, though. I'm sure she's number one in this hit parade. Oh, maybe she's singing in one of the smaller songs. Hop in. We can make the rounds of a few spots later on in. Hey, who's that? Shot. Inside the house. Come on. 
Nothing won't help this time. Fasten it. Right. Better must be back here where the light went on before. What's here? Yeah. Light a match, you cruising motorcycle cop, and in a matter of seconds, he was transformed into a flying escort for a city emergency hospital. I'm sorry you stopped that bullet, Mark. It meant for me. Uh, right. <clears throat> Better my shoulder than your head. Look at Blackie when he flashed. No, he got clean away. Uh, you could wash up your idea that somebody else might be going to kill him. Dexter and then O'Brien, that... He's up with only one guy. That guy's Blackie Martin. He does narrow the field down. If it isn't Blackie, it's somebody else connected with him. There's one big question that still needs an answer. What's that? Blackie had me cold turkey at the apartment. And I'm on his list. Why didn't he pay me off? Well, maybe pass you up once, but he's just trying to make up for it. And you better make sure he doesn't kill you when you're trying to prove he didn't kill the other. Here's the hospital. With the aid of a motorcycle cop and a young doctor, I got Mark into the operating room. I showed the cop my credentials and explained the setup. He left to make a report while the doctor went to work on Mark. Hey, lay off the ease if you can't, doctor. All right, we'll try a little Cut the clothes away. Mark, try to think. In driving around town, haven't you seen some sign of Lola Martin singing something? Ah, no. Maybe she changed her name. Lola Martin? Yes, Doctor. Did you hear her? No. There's a girl named Lola singing at the Tiger Room. I hang out at the intern frequent over on 10th Avenue. You read him? On the, um, curvaceous side? (laughs) On the curvaceous side, all right. Uh, But a blonde. That could be rock, I think. Ready for me? Yeah. Ready if you are. Yeah, it'll take hold in a second. We can probe for that slug. That's Lola at the Tiger Room, right? You better get going. We still got some time. No, wait until the doctor finishes the deal. Are you sure the thing now? No. Good. It's going to hurt you somehow. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, almost got it. Real time. Here's a slug. 38 caliber. Well, who so is? My hunt is paying off. Oh, what's that? The last I saw of Blackie Martin, he was carrying a 45. Tell my friend that when he comes to. Oh, 
Some of the patrons of the Tiger Room look like interns, but the rest look like they might be in the business of turning decent citizens into ambulance cases. The singer on the floor was Lola Martineau, and she was just finishing a song, so I took a seat at a corner table. Uh, hello, hello, Ace. Well, Walker Graham, the Manhattan Tavern. What brings the next columnist to this den of iniquity? I'm worried about Lola. There's Blackie on the loose. You ought to do some personal worrying. Tip you printed was one of the things that helped send Blackie on that one-way trip. At least it was supposed to be one way. I know it, but uh, what about you? You brought him in. Yes, but I didn't start wooing his wife as soon as they threw him in the cooler. Well, I, I can't leave Lola without protection. I'll see that she gets on paper. Would you, Ace? Sure. I, I hope you don't think it's yellow of me to take a part of What I think of you isn't important. She'll be back here in a moment. Tell her I, uh, I got an important call, will you? Sure. I'll tell her you went to play ping pong with Blackie. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, Ray. Don't let me. Well, Mr. Ray, how nice. Where was Walker heading in such a hurry? I think he heard the Grim Reapers pushing me a stickle. Want to sit down? Thanks. Order me a pink lady, will you? Waiter. Pink lady for the lady. And now, a cigarette. Yeah. Light. Would you like my wristwatch? Well, if you're usually takes care of these little things. Not that you are in the present substitute. Exactly. Well, could be saying quite attentive after Blackie's trial. But you're the one I was hoping I'd see again. If you want to see anybody again, you'd better take yourself out of circulation until Blackie's taken back into custody. I can't. Want me to tell you why? All right, Ray. Why? Because the money that Blackie stole was never recovered. You and Walker Graham have it stashed away someplace. And they've got to be out moving around to make sure that neither Blackie or the police get to the money. You're smart. But this town is too hot for Blackie to be on the loose much longer. There are a lot of people he wants to get to. I'll take a chance that he doesn't get to me before he's caught. I've got news for you, Lola. You're Blackie's number one target. You isn't going to bother with anybody else until it gets to you. That isn't what the news reports tell me. He's killed Craig. And you mean Judge Dexter and O'Brien count Blackie out. You didn't tell him. Who told you that? A murdered scrub woman. Because if Blackie had killed the judge, Mrs. DeCoffey would still be alive. Why? So she caught him there. She could be a witness against him. A man already convicted of a murder wouldn't be afraid of a witness to a second murder. Mrs. DeCosti wasn't even in this country when Blackie was convicted. What are you trying to prove? That she wouldn't have been able to even recognize him. She couldn't read. So she couldn't have read about him. So? So whoever she saw leaving the judge's chambers was somebody she'd seen before. Somebody she knew. Like me, for instance. You saw Judge Dexter at the trial. You visited him a couple of times and had dinner with him. There's no law against him. No. You were known around the corner. I don't have to listen to you, Ray. And only a moment ago, you were so happy to see me. I hope Blackie sees you, Ray. I really hope so. Good night, Mr. Ray. Lola Martin stalked out of me before I could stop her, so I called her to leave her. Please, Lieutenant, a friend of mine who happened to be in charge of the manhunt for Blackie Martin. 
I told him where he could locate Lola, and I went home and turned in. That's a bit tricky, isn't it? Come on. Come on, come uh, on, Rick. Wake up. Wake up, will you? Oh. Well, you look happy, my preferred friend. How do you feel? Fine, fine. And I am getting a truck a lot of having the laugh on you for a chance. Look at this new payback to which I just picked up. <laughs> well, you know I can never focus my eyes before breakfast. <laughs> what you said? Says that you are wrong about Blackie Martin. He shot and killed his wife, Lola, in the Times Square subway station at 2 a.m. this morning in front of 20 eyewitnesses. Let me see the mic. That's you. Have that. finally cleared him up. That's what it says, Master. And furthermore, there was just a flash on the radio. The police have Blackie staked out in an empty warehouse over by the water. Well, look, let me jump into some clothes and you can drive me over there. Well, here we are, Ray. This is the finish for Blackie. There's Walker Graham. Come on. Hello, Graham. Huh? Oh, hello, Ray. Uh, well, got over after all. I know. I'm sorry. He's going to be married. I guess this winds it up there. Won't hurt anybody else. Where is he? The cellar of that building. It's full of stores. Benjamin, he's got the doorway covered. They sent for equipment to smoke him out. Good job. Lieutenant Levis. Here he comes now. Hello, Graham. Right? Hello, Lieutenant. Hello, Ed. Looks like you're having a little trouble. Oh, I could get him if I had to, but why should I risk losing a man? He can't get out. What are the orders? Shoot still? Mm, I don't like it, but that's it. He's dangerous. Ed... Now, I want you to do me a favor. Pull back your police line to the other side of the street and let me go in after you. Are you tired of living, Race? Oh, you know I'm not an idiot, Ed. I'm playing a hand. Well, all right, Race. I'll ship in with you. Say, Sergeant, Sergeant, come on, move those men back. All right, move back there. Well, they are, Race. It's all yours. No, no, I don't do it, Race. He'll kill you for sure. What a column this will make. Oh, you see, Mark? You wouldn't want to spoil Graham's column, would you? See you later. No, no, wait. This is Frank Race, Blackie. I'm coming down to talk to you. Come on. Make a wonderful target when you come to that doorway. Yep. Mm-hmm. You missed me, Blackie. I've been and you can't see me any better than I can see you. There's no light for that door closed. I'll find you not kill you. Maybe. But you're a cinch to die in here unless you listen to me. All right, Lee. I'm listening. I want to talk. Here's my proposition, Lucky. I want you to... Hey, he's been down there a long time. Right, Blackie got him as he went through the door. Smoke is cooking up here now. Hey! Come on, Jack! Hey, look! Cellar door's moving! Get that dog covered, man! Hold your fire up there, Ed! Great! Ah, nice work, Ace! Come out! Hold that crowd back there, man! Hey, look! Look! Spooky! He got Blackie snaring him off! Let's get this body into the warehouse office, Ed. Right. Come on, gentlemen. You can come in, too, Graham. And call your paper. You. The boy's heavy. Dump him here until the wagon comes. 
Thanks for a great story, Ray. I'd better call before deadline. Yeah, hold it a minute. The story is bigger than you think. What do you mean? Who would a man try to kill first, Graham? A judge who was only doing his job? Or a wife who double-crossed him? Well, I guess Lola was the main one, but he got to the others first. No, he didn't. Because Blackie didn't kill the others. The person who killed the others had to kill Mrs. Jakowski, too. Because she recognized him. It was somebody who went to the courthouse every day. Somebody like you, right? Covering the beat for your paper. <laughs> what motive would I have for killing Judge Because you thought he was wise to you and Lola. That's why she was shining up to him. You figured the other murders would make the police redouble their efforts to get Blackie and shoot him on sight. You haven't got a shred of proof, Grace. Not yet. But I, um, I think you have the proof on him. The eight caliber gun, the gun that killed three people. He'd like it Martin's gun with a forty-five. Oh, shit, that gun! Now move back, all of you! Got that gun, Graham! I said move back, Lieutenant. I know how to use this. I'll let this smart, Lieutenant. Do like the man said. I'm going out that door. I'll try to stop him. Well, don't leave without saying goodbye to Blackie. He's right behind you, and he still has it. Dead men don't worry me, Race. I ain't no dead. What is it called? Her brother. That's going grand. Nice going, Blackie. Now you uh, might as well give the gun back to me since you didn't load it. Tricky, though. Well, Race, we won't have much trouble taking him in. Thanks, Blackie. But you still have a date with the electric chair yourself. I'm ready. I don't mind now. As long as I know that Graham is going to be practically sitting in my lap. And they turn on the juice. I went on down in the cellar, Ace. I knew Graham was guilty. I knew Blackie didn't want to die and let Graham get away. So I sold him on this little act. <laughs> oh, brother, for my money, you get the Academy Award. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. And let's get this unconscious Oscar to the police station, hmm? Another hot day. No, I'll never catch up on my sleep. The Adventures of Frank Race, starring Tom Collins with Tony Barrett as Mark Donovan, comes to you from Hollywood. Others heard in tonight's cast were Lillian Baez, Michael Ann Barrett, Mark Lawrence, Lou Krugman, and Dick Ryan. This series is written and directed by Buckley Angel and Joel Murcott. The music is composed and played by Ivan Dittmar. Be sure to be with us again this time next week for another dramatic chapter in the adventures of Frank Race. Art Gilmore speaking. This is a Bruce Ells production. <laughs>